he handed me the keys and said, you have no business driving this thing. Sell it for as much as you can. I see this happen all the time. You're not going to be able to start this thing again as soon as you stop it. And don't call me. And then drove off. Welcome to a new format of Rewilding Parenthood. Sophie and I have decided to launch season five with a completely new format. So instead of interviewing all the other amazing families that we've met along the way and people we've been inspired by, we are going to be focused more inward on our own journey. So what you'll be hearing will be our story told week by week. We'll break it down with a little bit of an update of where we're at and what's happened this past week and then a theme that we've been thinking about so whether that's the pros and cons of a composting toilet or the highlights of Vancouver Island or whatever we really feel like talking about we are going to indulge in in this show you'll hear a little bit about where we are recording from a little bit of an update this week and then our first episode is going to be all about orange crush anyways welcome to the show hope you enjoy it all right, what's up, Self? Welcome to the show. What's up? It's pretty late, and one day I hope we'll be recording this podcast at 11 o'clock in the morning and not at, not sure what time, but it's pretty dark outside. It's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, but we're pretty good. <laughs> we should have recorded the show around 10 o'clock, but we just spent the last hour arguing about it, hoping it um, turns out for the best. Yeah, so where we're at, Cole... So we are located at 8,000 feet at the top of Onyx Pass, just southwest of Big Bear Lake, California. The town has formally advised people to not come and visit during COVID-19. So we tried to respect that as best we could by only visiting for a short amount of time and then moving off to the National Forest land where we could hide out and hopefully not see anybody else. We're in the beautiful mountains here. We have snow-capped peaks away in the distance, and we've just been looking at this range for the last six months. Since we've just hit the road this week, we really wanted to come up here and visit. Yeah, it's really nice to be here, to be back in the mountains. So what's the vibe in the van like, Self? The vibe is good. Today we had a great day. We went for a hike. We spent the day in the mountains. The kids place with the snow. A lot of snowballs <laughs> in faces today, but it was pretty fun. We relaxed. We we didn't do much, but at the same time, we did a lot because we were parenting the whole day. But yeah, the vibe is pretty good. Yesterday was a bit of an um, emotional day. After spending five months in Joshua Tree, we decided it was time to leave. Number one, because it was... Um, heat wave rolling into the desert and I knew that was gonna be trouble Colin does not do well in the heat (laughs) and it gets really hot in the van plus we don't have an awning yet I mean I don't know that will change much but anyway so we're here in the mountains we're pretty excited but also we were pretty hesitant about hitting the road with the situation right now with the coronavirus going around but we just found a a little spot to hide out in the mountains and we also have extra water which we're pretty excited Colin installed a new water tank last week that's right one of our 
most limiting factors this past year on the road in the van has been water. So we've calculated that we use roughly five gallons per day for the four of us and the dog. And so we initially started with three five-and-a-half-gallon jugs in our little outdoor generator shed. So we'd get about three days. And at some point, I think, I can't even remember where I installed that tank. We put a 20-gallon tank in underneath. In Jackson Hole. So it was already like six months on the road. We put 20 gallons underneath. We kept the three gray jugs, so we had 35, which felt pretty good. And now we've just switched to a full-time 40-gallon tank. So that gets us about eight days. We've got another five-gallon jug there. And then we've got 10 gallons of shower water on the roof, which we could pump in if we needed to. Hopefully the water tank won't fall off while we're driving somewhere. Yeah, so if any of you out there are rebuilding a van or doing it now, do everything you can while you have a workshop and tools and you don't have to drive it anywhere and there's people not living inside because when you're crawling under your van in the hot Mojave Desert in like 90 degree heat with a drill and a impact driver as your two main tools and some dull drill bits... <laughs> going through like German steel, you'll be wishing you had the right tools for the job. Yeah, I'm sure it won't fall off. But yeah, we had a pretty good week. We wrapped up our five months in the desert and we're now in the mountains. And I think we're going to head back to the desert (laughs) this week. But yeah, we are still deciding what we're going to do. We're taking it day by day. But today we're going to talk about um, our van, right, Cole? That's right. And if you have been listening to this for some time, or if you're new, you may have heard our first episode in season one, episode one, which really talks about why we decided to uh, make the transition into this lifestyle. But now we are going to share a little bit more of the mechanics. So the story begins (laughs) when we received an email saying our offer was accepted. I think I almost shit my pants, but we screamed with joy and Sophie and I just knew that our lives had just changed forever. Everything that we felt resistance towards, all of a sudden doors just started opening and we knew we had a ton of work ahead of us, but we were just both super excited about what was coming. I think what I remember about that moment was like the first night that we started looking for vans. I had my computer on me and I just Google, what is the best van to overland to South America? And the first blog that I read was like, don't be foolish. Don't spend all your money on a vehicle because you'll need a lot of money for the way. And I think that's why Colin just said that he almost shit his pants because we actually felt like we spent a lot of money in this vehicle. But there were many reasons why we decided to do that. Right, Cole? Absolutely. At the end of the day, this was the vehicle for us. The moment we saw it, we knew it. And even sitting in it tonight at 11 o'clock at 8,000 feet in the California hills, we are still happy and comfortable and feel like this is our home. Yeah. Also, when we did the research, it was a pre-engine to work on and it had very low miles. It was kept by the German fire department for many years, but 
it wasn't like they were using all the time the vehicle. No, yeah, you're right. It was, it was more, you know, after maybe 10 years, it just became like a showpiece and it would sit there and not really get used too often, but still got all the regular maintenance that you'd expect for any kind of city vehicle. Yeah, so that was pretty appealing and it was in really good condition. So we had a month since we received that email and then Colin went and picked up the van with Alfonso. It's been a very long night here. We've just finished cleaning our house for Airbnb. And this morning, Alfie and I are going to go pick up our Mercedes-Benz 508D-1978 German Fire Command and Control Center, which will be our new home. Yeah, I remember driving up there, nervous, excited, and we got there and, you know, handed over a fat stack of cash. He handed over the keys. I asked for one last minute tutorial, and Alfie and I hopped in the car, hopped in the car, hopped in the truck, and fired her up. miles from year to year and life just got a lot more interesting from that moment on. A lot of the details um, we've covered in original episode and we won't dive into them too much here but I think the first step that we did was to actually take an official shakedown trip in the van so I had some paternity leave that I saved up and took off at the end of summer and we drove up to Nova Scotia for two weeks, and the van was still mostly empty except for a double twin bed in the back and then my neighbor's VW seat that I borrowed and bolted into the floor and then a bureau that we had, like, strapped in with bungee cords and some cooler. I mean, we didn't even have power. Yeah, I, how we were cooking, I can't remember. We had that Camp Chef Coleman-style st- stove. Right on top of the um, inverter here. I think the nice thing was at that moment we had actually a king bed. <laughs> so that was really nice. Now we have a queen bed because um, we 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 built in a closet that we much needed. Yeah, even though Sophie didn't want to do it. She just wanted to keep the king size bed. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we did the trip and... Yeah, it was great. We had a great experience. The van ran awesome. Um, we didn't break down. And he helped us. We didn't. We, we lost one brake cylinder, which was good. Because Matt, or the gentleman that sold us the vehicle, he had replaced one. And so it was. that was the whole point of the trip, was to see what was going to break. And the only thing that did break was one brake cylinder. Yeah, so we got back and we had a really good idea of how we... We wanted to design um, the van to move in full time. And yeah, I remember it was like no choice. I was like, call, you're all in on the van. And I was like all in into parenting mode. We have two kids, Alfonso and Camilo. They are now five and two. I say five and a quarter and two and a quarter. And yeah, it was just 
you know, no complaining. It was like thinking about, you know, the change and all the good things I was going to bring to us this trip. And yeah, we just did it and called just work from morning to to sunset or even at night times. And yeah, it was it was hard, but it was exciting. It was I think it was the most exciting thing that happened to us be- besides having kids in the past five years. So let's just talk about the design a little bit. What we what we chose. Not being a carpenter, but a person willing to try to do you know just about anything. I had some pretty high ideals set for myself of what I could accomplish in the time that I had and just got to work. So I remember the first day heading out and really just pulling out all the excess. The inside of the van is has sound deadening because it was an old communications rig. And then behind that has insulation on all the walls and also under the floor, which was really helpful. But it also had some old metal that had to be ground out. These big benches in the back that had all this like German antennas and firefighting equipment, which we still have some some of anyway. And we stripped it out to basically nothing left inside. And then I got some plywood and got started on covering the wheel wells and building like the bed frame, which we wanted to have up high and a gear room and a kid's room underneath. I quickly realized after spending like a day on covering the wheel wells. With with my help, <laughs> trying to figure out angles and <laughs> how is that ruler called? The speed square. <laughs> that uh, was a bit hard. I think it was like, it took us like a whole day to cover like one wheel. And I think when we took it to the carpenter, he was like, I'm going to take all these off and rebuild everything. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so I think it's important to say that we really wanted a space for the kids to play and have their own little space. So we decided to go with a design that, you know, we basically have like our bed uh, up high and then below our bed is um, divided into on one side is the garage or the gear room that you access from the back and then the kids room that you can access from the inside of the van or the back too. We actually did create a door for just in case of emergencies. <laughs> fire fire <laughs> fire exit <Yeah>. door. <laughs> which now access to the toilet, which at that moment we didn't have. Yeah, and it's really nice to crawl out face first <laughs> into a composting toilet. I think mean, now we're like better to like actually walking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> entering through the back of the van because um, yeah it was not fun <laughs> crawling through the through the kids room anyway so they love the room is full of their you know they have their toys um, they have their sticker wall they have their books it's a fun little space where they can like sleep and fight and just destroy and leave toys all over without having it all over the van yeah, I, I didn't want to give up the space for the kids, and uh, Sophie really pushed for it. I mean, I was even down to the inch of where the center plywood piece was going to go, and, and she kept pushing the extra inch, and I'm glad that we did, because for the first year of the trip, I actually slept in the uh, in the doghouse. In the cave. In the cave. 
but Alfonso has just made the transition recently to sleep in there full time, and we're hoping Camilo will too eventually. So anyways, that's a little bit about the bedrooms, the two of them. We actually now have a third bed in the living room slash kitchen space of the van. We had a desk and bank of drawers that we originally put in but didn't work out so well for us so we just redesigned it into a sliding a bench that converts to another bed <laughs> which it works but the build out is a living <laughs> again old C Boyd better plumber than I am a carpenter actually my last plumbing job didn't turn out so well either anyways the the bench <laughs> Need some work. It's functional, but it works. It works. Yeah. So we actually went back to our original idea that it was like to have kind of an L sitting situation where you have storage under the little sofa and then you can pull it out to make a, a bed. Yeah, it's working out really nice. We now have space to sit down. I think for a whole year we never sat down. We were standing the whole time. And then uh, our youngest loved that desk. It was like amusement party uh, park for him. He will open the drawers, empty everything, climb up, jump from there to the bed, from the bed to there. Yeah, so we're glad we don't have it here anymore. And then what else? Across the L sofa, we got the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, we have a cam chef with a little oven and a little sink and a really long drawer. And we have storage under the oven. And then we Colin installed two flap side tables, one in the kitchen and one next to the L sofa, which are um, extra counter space. We have hanging baskets too, <laughs> which um, it took um, quite a bit of fighting about my baskets. And then one day I told Colin, hey, Colin, if baskets make me really happy, why would you let me have a million baskets? And then he agreed. So we have actually uh, baskets for two baskets for fruit and veggies, which work really well, and our basket under the oven, and then another basket that is for multi-use around the <laughs> The junk basket. Yeah, that's it, really. And then um, we have two more boxes. One is a laundry box that... Colin just recently attached to the door and then we have the shoe box and then we got the front yeah that's that's a that's a van tour for you so so how we built all this stuff out was we I attempted to do a lot of it myself and realized one you know I just didn't have the skill or the time as we were going through evolving our entire life circumstances to hitting the road in a very short amount of time. We parlayed it off to his friend's dad, who's super skilled builder. And we, you know, he gave us a really good rate. I was with him as many days as I could, if not every day, and learning everything along the way and helping to make the design, design decisions and do the installations and whatnot. We also had some help in the roof rack. So we got a custom, well, not a custom rack. We kind of made it a custom rack by installing two... 260 watt solar panels on the roof so we had the help of a really talented old timer in in Maine who just did a lot of metal work for us on that in the in the months of like November so ice cold 
rainy days. I remember installing the panels on like a rainy, ice-cold main day. Last was the electrical. This is kind of a funny story. We had just moved out of our house. We got it fully rented with a year-long lease. We were feeling great about it. We told my parents that we'd be staying with them for about a week before we hit the road. Well, I, I think... Had a week, gave myself a week to build the power system and was in totally over my head. Which everything was labeled in German. <laughs> Which I had translated. Thank you, Rema. We got to my parents' house that weekend. On Monday morning, I left at about seven, went to my local hardware store that I grew up going, up, going to, Jackson's Hardware in Kittery, Maine. Hopped out, grabbed a, the screws that I needed, came back to the van, went to turn it over, and it was like a completely dead engine. I had no idea what to do. We literally just moved out of our house three days later. We were so committed to this plan. It wasn't even funny. We had thrown, I'd quit my job. We had thrown thousands of dollars at this, and we were dead in the water, and I had no idea how to solve it. Anyways, long story short, after three days, a friend of a friend of a friend came by He got it going. He handed me the keys and said, you have no business driving this thing. Sell it for as much as you can. I see this happen all the time. Oh, yeah, and you're not going to be able to start this thing again as soon as you stop it, and don't call me, and then drove off. <laughs> it made me reconsider whether or not this was a good idea. I drove around town for a little while and realized pretty soon I was going to run out of gas and had to stop the van. So I called him back up and told him we were 100% committed. And he told me to come by his shop. And that turned into a month where we fixed the starter issue, which was relatively simple. We actually had to do that again on the road. But that also turned into him giving me a hand rewiring the entire vehicle, which is probably been the best investment that we made in the van so far because the the electrical has been super solid that's one of the m most important systems that you need in your rig if you're going to live on the road full-time so that gives you like a really rough overview of some of the systems on our van and what it looks like and a little bit of the time frame of what it took to get on the road but I don't know if we're missing any details so if anything that you want to share. I'm sure there is so many details along the way so I think Colin finished wearing the van and then we were all ready to go and then we got all hit by a, <laughs> a stomach bag <laughs> I think like Colin's dad got sick first, then Camilo got sick, and then Colin's mom or Analfi, and then I got sick. And anyway, so we finally left on January 9th. Yeah, I just remember that day was an evening, and we actually, instead of, we were going to start heading south. But um, as usual, Colin and I, we always end up doing the opposite of what we say we're going to do. We end up driving north. <laughs> we went and stayed a few days with our friends, Joy and Ben, which it was a really start of this um, journey. So, yeah, they gave us the blessings and we stayed there, I think, a couple of days or one night. And off we went. We went to, to Boston and then the rest is story on the books <laughs> we'll tell you more about it so yeah i think that was this is it for the ep first episode of colin and i telling our story 
while we travel uh, with our two kids and our dog. So we'll be back next week with another episode for you and a little bit of an update of what's happened between now and then. This podcast was produced by Afuera Vida on the road, so please excuse if you hear any thunder and lightning, children screaming, dogs barking, or random people trying to ask us about our van. If you're interested in following our journey further, you can connect with us on Instagram at Afuera Vida. You can dive more deeply into the show notes and get some photos and a bit of a blog on afueravida.com. And last, if you want to support us, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We have music from Mercedes Riva and Tomas Tirev. All right, that's it from us. See you all next week. Adios.